You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, Episode 17, Maggie's Thoughts on Rent Live-ish. Let's get started. everybody, Maggie Barra here. Welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then yo, what up? Thanks for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, slide into my DMs at Actor Aesthetic, and on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Whether you like it or not, we live in an age right now where the live musical, the live televised musical is a phenomenon and it is here to stay. And it all started in 2013 when NBC first aired the live televised musical version of Sound of Music starring Carrie Underwood. Now, I didn't know this before I made this podcast, but get this. That production of Sound of Music averaged 18.6 million viewers, and no live televised musical has ever even come close to that. Since that production, we've had live televised musicals of Peter Pan, A Christmas Story, Jesus Christ Superstar, Hairspray, and as of making this podcast episode, the latest TV live musical is Rent. So when I first heard that they were doing Rent live, I was definitely very skeptic because this is a show that's very near and dear to the Broadway community, to musical theater lovers. It has a huge cult following and it's a hard one to touch and bring back to life, let alone in front of millions and millions of people on live TV. The musical version of Rent is a little bit different than the movie version. It's by Jonathan Larson about a ragtag bunch of young squatters who self-righteously equate their refusal to pay their landlord to sticking it to the man. And it debuted at the New York Theater Workshop in 1996, and then went on to become a Broadway legend. Honestly, it's a curious choice for a major network production. It's not in any way family-friendly in the way that Sound of Music Live was, or The Wiz Live was, or Grease sort of is. Rent was a daring, wildly progressive musical, prominently featuring characters of color, queer romance, and people living and dying with AIDS at a time when the disease and its victims were rarely front and center in pop culture. When they announced the cast of this production, I was intrigued. I wouldn't say I was disappointed or 
confused. I was just intrigued because we have Jordan Fisher playing Mark Cohen, who was an interesting choice, and I love him, so I was excited for that. Brennan Hunt as Roger Davis, who I didn't know previously, but basically I know that he was on The X Factor. Um, Tanache as Mimi Marquez. I love Tanache. She's an American singer, songwriter, and actress, and uh, she's got some really, really cool alternative R&B, electro-pop, pop sounds going on in her music, so I was excited for that. Of course, we had Brandon Victor Dixon, who I loved as Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. I thought he was the best part of Jesus Christ Superstar Live. He was listed as Tom Collins. We had Valentina as Angel, and though I didn't know much about Valentina previously, I knew that she was a drag queen and she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, so I thought that that was appropriate for casting purposes. Um, Vanessa Hudgens as Maureen, and truth be told, loved her in Greece. thought she was really interesting. I've always been a fan of her, honestly, since she was in High School Musical one, two, and three. I don't know. I've just always had a soft spot for her. So when the casting finally came out, I thought, okay, I think maybe TV is doing something right. I think that they're trying to grasp as much as they can from the Broadway community and from the mainstream television and radio community so that they could appease all viewers instead of just full-out stunt casting, which... I'm not really much of a fan of, for obvious reasons, being a musical theater actor. That all being said, I was so excited to watch this. I had no idea what to expect. But here's how my night started off. So I turned on Fox, Channel 5 in my area, and I had the channel on probably as early as 7.30, and the show itself aired at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, of course, I grabbed my computer because I was very excited to take notes so that I had something to say for you guys today and so I could collect my thoughts as I was watching the production. And it comes to probably 7.50, and my TV starts flipping out. They were running an episode of... I don't remember if it was The Simpsons or Bob's Burgers, one of the two, and it kept freezing. So my screen kept like going to black or the channel in general would just stop working. And I was getting really nervous because then all of a sudden it was 7.57, 7.58, and my screen still was not working. So I flipped the channels to try to see what was going on and every other channel was working fine. So that was annoying. And then I went to Twitter because, of course, that's what I do when I see something wild is happening. And I'm wondering if it's happening to anyone else. And sure enough, it was. I don't know if it was just a New York City thing. Fox in my area was not working and did not start working until 8.06, 8.07. So I basically missed the entire beginning of Rent Live. And I was really disappointed. So I'm already stressed out and not too happy. So basically the first song that I actually got to see was One Song Glory. And honestly, thought it was fantastic. Love Brennan Hunt's voice. I thought he was perfectly cast for this role. He was super gritty, super raw. His voice was stunning in this music. 
And it was super believable that he was a dude from that time who wrote his own music. He was not musical theater at all, which I also was a huge fan of. But here's what I was thinking about the whole time. So the day before this aired, I saw on Instagram someone had gone to the preview performance of the musical the night before it was supposed to air. And they said that Brennan Hunt, the man who plays Roger, broke his ankle and they had to stop the show. It was towards the end of the performance and they weren't sure what was going to happen. So I went to social media and I looked at Brennan's story. Ironically, he was taking over an Instagram account. So he was posting a lot that night about his journey in the show and his backstage stuff and whatever. And I did not see anything that talked about his foot or whatever. But I saw people commenting on his Instagram saying, I hope you're okay. You took break a leg too serious, too literal. So I was concerned. I was like, what is going on and what's going to happen to this live production? It's live. I don't think they have any understudies. Sure enough, by the time light my candle was over a commercial announcement came on by the cast and the cast announced that much of the three-hour broadcast airing would in fact be from Saturday because unlike regular Broadway shows Fox's Rent had no understudies to fill in for such an event due to one of their actors breaking his foot during Saturday's final rehearsal performance. However, according to Jordan Fisher, who played Mark, he said that we have all rallied together to rework the final act so that all of us, including Brennan and the original Broadway cast, can perform for you live. And that's exactly what they did. So they went the entire show airing a performance from the night before, even though we were all expecting a live performance. I found out that the producers for live televised performances actually plan ahead for situations like this or for inclement weather when they're performing outside by taping the night before just in case something like this were to happen. So really interesting. What do you guys think? I know that a lot of you were disappointed because you were expecting a live performance. When I posted on Instagram and I asked you guys what you thought, a lot of you said that you were disappointed that this was not a live performance. Now, granted, it was live last night, and I hope that they didn't really edit it much. They probably could have, and we would never know. But I was definitely disappointed that it wasn't live, because I was totally expecting that, and I was excited to see a very very live performance. It's always really interesting, these televised productions, when they do it live because you never know what to expect. So the whole show, I was wondering, what are these actors doing today? Are they watching the televised performance then? Are they just sitting in the audience? What's going on? And actually, I found out that during the televised production of Rent, they actually had the actors sing in concert form their music for the crowd that was there that day. So even though on Sunday night they were airing the performance from the night before, the crowd that was there for the Sunday night performance got to watch the actors sing through the show in concert form. I thought that was a great idea. 
I caught some of the clips, and I'll link to them in the show notes below, of the concert that they gave for the audience. But that's what I want to talk about today. The producer's decision to go ahead and air the version of the show from the night before that wasn't meant to air at all instead of doing a live performance, regardless of injury or sickness or whatever. So the story of the original production of Rent that premiered off-Broadway at the New York Theater Workshop is an incredible one, and a tragic one at that. Jonathan Larson, the creator and composer, died very suddenly on January 25th, 1996, the night before Rent's off-Broadway premiere. He was just 35 years old. Now, cast in the off-Broadway production of Rent at that time were a slew of unknown stars, including Idina Menzel, Anthony Rapp, Adam Pascal, Daphne Rubin-Vega, and Tay Diggs. When they found out about Larson's death, this incredible group of people all banded together. All of them, including the show's producers, Jeffrey Seller and Kevin McCollum, agreed that the show had to go on despite the tragedy. That first performance on the night of January 25th has become legendary in the theater community. It began as an intimate reading and sing-through, but by the time the Act 1 finale of La Vie Bohème came around, the cast was so excited, they broke out into the iconic choreography of the number, and then Act 2 eventually finished as a fully staged show. You can imagine that it was an incredibly emotional experience to sit through in that room that night. And I think because of the way that the producers and the cast handled the tragic situation that followed suit, it's become one of the most legendary performances and musicals of all time. So that brings us to the live production of Rent, which was handled very differently in pursuit of tragedy. Now, of course, the production wasn't plagued by sudden death or something as extreme as that, but a cast member did suffer a major, major injury that proved to be a huge setback in the production. So imagine the bewilderment, disappointment, and annoyance of Rent fans who tuned into Fox Anyway, knowing that one of the lead actors had broken his foot and that the network had decided to air a recording instead. Because apparently and astonishingly, Fox's live musicals don't have understudies, only to learn via social media that another production was happening live at that very same moment in that very same space with that very same actor performing the role in a wheelchair. One of the most amazing, out-of-nowhere, inspirational examples of the show must go on in the history of television, and we didn't get to see it. I have such an issue with that. I would have loved to have seen that production, that live concert, rather than the production that wasn't even supposed to air in the first place. Because broadcasting a recording of the final rehearsal of Rent Live is 
as unfair to the production as releasing a rough cut of a movie or publishing an early manuscript of a novel and telling the public that it's just as good as whatever the finished version would have been. Knowing the story of how Rent came to be and how it blossomed into one of the most legendary and iconic musicals of all time, you would think that the producers would take that into account in the spirit of Jonathan Larson and the situation that happened over 20 years ago. I'm going to read you a tweet by Dylan Sanford, a camera person who worked on the production that day. He says this, The producers and cast wanted to do something for the thousand-plus audience members on the stage tonight. So the full cast, Brennan included in a wheelchair, effectively did a high-energy table read with live vocals and the band doing their best to synchronize to the broadcast. End quote. So about 85% of their production on Sunday night was them doing a live concert version of the show, and the rest was just the cast and crew watching dress rehearsal footage of sequences that were impossible to do in the format that they were using. But doesn't that sound incredible? Think about it. And I want you guys to watch some of the clips of that live concert, and they haven't posted all of them, but it's breathtaking and really, really interesting and way way more interesting to watch than a watered-down version of the show that shouldn't have even aired in the first place. And that's what would have been critiqued and reviewed and talked about for the rest of time. Not a dress rehearsal that we shouldn't have seen. Because when you think about it, how do we know if the entire cast was giving it their all the night before when it was probably more so for technical aspects, right? It was like a final tech rehearsal where the emphasis was on the lighting or the sound or the set and not necessarily performances. That's why I'm really not going to talk much about specific actors and their quality of performance because I think that's kind of unfair. I will just briefly say that I think a standout performance for me was Jordan Fisher as Mark. I thought he was an incredible person to choose for the role. He was so different than any other Mark I've ever seen in a production of Rent. And he brought this raw, honest interpretation to the role that gave the show a new meaning for me. The single tear that streamed down his face when he was singing Halloween, which, by the way, is one of my favorite songs in the show, was breathtaking and just had me sort of at a loss for words because I believed him. Listen, there's a valid argument to be made that pitches weren't awesome and that the sound quality and mixing wasn't fantastic. But again, let me remind you that this was just a test run and that's it. Honestly, airing what actually happened last night instead of what happened the night before would have been consistent with the spirit of the original production, which soldiered on after its playwright died unexpectedly on the morning of Rent's first off-Broadway preview. 
And it would have shown American audiences the heart and soul of theatrical performance, which consists of doing the best you can with what you have. Which is why I think ultimately the best part of the production was when they were actually live. When Roger and Mark appear and you see Roger's broken foot propped up on a chair while he's sitting on a table playing guitar. You can tell that the blocking has been changed for the purposes of injury. And it's way more raw and in the spirit of rent. Regardless of the producer's decisions to air the dress rehearsal, I just want to talk about the overall ratings of this performance in contrast to other live TV musicals. So I talked about before that Sound of Music in 2013 had 18.6 million viewers, and nothing has even come close to that. You want to know what Rent got? 3.4 million viewers. That is below the previous last place holder, A Christmas Story Live, which only drew in 4.5 million viewers on Fox. So what does that mean for the future of live televised musicals? I don't know. Rent is a pretty popular musical. It's one of the most popular musicals, I think, in the contemporary world. Though I'm all for making musical theater as universal as possible and for getting it out there to as many new and unexpected audiences as possible. I just still don't know what the correct formula is to making a successful live TV musical. Because we've only seen the ratings drop since Sound of Music, which was the first one of its decade. So until producers figure this out, I... I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer to it. I'm curious to know what you guys thought and what you guys think the future of TV musicals is. With that, I'm going to go ahead and conclude episode 17 of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast if you enjoyed this, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you feel so inclined, give me a shout-out on Instagram and totally tell me your thoughts. I want to know. I want to hear from you, and I want to continue this conversation as the media continues to cover what happened. For further inquiries, go ahead and email me at maggie at or shoot me a DM at actoraesthetic. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.